This is Real Housewives of the Kingdom, a sweet space where you'll hear from the hearts of fellow housewives in the kingdom of God, some just like you and some really different in various walks of life. We will talk about how God is walking with us through the good and the hard. I pray you'll be encouraged and entertained as we laugh and sometimes cry together. Most of all, I hope it reminds you we're in this together and you are not alone. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Real Housewives of the Kingdom. Today, I have my sweet hubby, Kevin, here with me. Happy Valentine's Day! We are four days away, no, three days away <laughs> from Valentine's Day, and we just wanted to come on and we just wanted to have a little discussion about Valentine's Day and love and marriage, and this is all part of the Love and Marriage series that I'm doing all month long but I could not do a love and marriage series and interview other people about their marriages without having my favorite person on the planet on with me to discuss. What a coincidence. You're my favorite person. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> what a coincidence. That's probably why uh, this works so mm -hmm. well. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we're going to get started today. We are going to give you five tips for having a happy Valentine's Day. So five tangible things you can do to make sure that you are not disappointed or overwhelmed by this holiday that even if you have a spouse or a significant other can sometimes lead to stress or overwhelm. Now, these aren't necessarily romantic tips. These are more tips for avoiding conflict. Yeah, that is a really good point. Yeah. And I thought we would start with talking about kind of some of our, maybe our early Valentine's Day. You know, when you start dating, you are very focused on Valentine's Day. <laughs> you, Valentine's Day comes and you're not going to forget it. Oh, no. And, you know, often, I feel like often the man is the one wooing the woman on Valentine's Day. And that kind of, I don't know if that's really just a stereotypical thing, but it, I, I mean, I feel like that is well, what happens. Well, typically the woman already has the man's attention. He's going to get her <laughs> That is very true. Now, our very first Valentine's Day together, we actually weren't dating yet. And my sweet hubby, we had been in an acrobatic troupe together. We'd gotten to know each other. I was already falling in love with him. But I didn't know that he felt the same way about me. And he, at the time, worked at Disneyland. And I thought that was, like, the coolest thing ever. It, was, just... it was pretty much the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. He basically had me there at that. Um, I was just like, oh, my gosh, it's so cool. And me and my family had passes to Disney. And they had already gotten to know Kevin at the acrobatic trip that we were working at. And so we went down to Disneyland for the day to use our passes to go in. And Kevin was working that day. And he met us. And he gave me a card and on that Valentine's Day, that was very sweet. And I made him a little magnet for his fridge that had the first photo we had ever taken together in it. Very cute concept, by the way. Yeah. You cut the front out of uh, Conversation Hearts candy box, unless it already has a plastic window, and then and you, you stick the photo yeah. inside. And then you put little magnets on the back yeah. and we still have it. It's yes, still do. on our fridge. but. Needless to say, 
he thought I wouldn't fall in love with him. And uh, that day he said, you'll be like my little sister. I'm 10 years younger than him. Hey, no fair. I, <laughs> I, I thought I wasn't allowed. And I went home and cried <laughs> after that. We did watch the fireworks together and he spent the day with me and my family at the park. So that after he got off work. And, and during fireworks, I did sneak a little cuddle. He did. He I was it, it well, was, it was cold, cold out. It was so freezing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh fireworks to us are very special because I always think about that. We ended up officially starting dating. He asked me to be his girlfriend on March, March 1st. 1st. Yep. Mm -hmm. So um, about two weeks later. Yep. In uh the year 2000. So we are coming up here on 22 years of being together, 22 years of love and mm -hmm. kisses, um, and uh, this Valentine's Day, 22 years of fireworks and cuddles. <laughs> yes. So um, anyway, that was our first Valentine's Day. And then, of course, as the years went on, when we were officially together, there was always dinners. I think it's funny because we always used to go to places like Olive Garden, Olive Garden and wait like three hours to get in. Yeah, well, like realistically, because we're kind of foodies and we like fun and new and, and interesting restaurants, we look back at that. Well, but that... Olive Garden was fancy to us when it we was. didn't have any money. It was. It was very fancy. And ultimately... That wasn't bad. It wasn't no. bad that that was something we did because. No, so we're not knocking it. Yeah. Hey, if top of your. Hey, man, those breadsticks. Oh, my God. Those breadsticks are so they good. Got, they got some good soups. They got some fun stuff yeah, over there. They, so they really do. You know, hey, yeah. if that's the what what you can afford, don't don't yeah. let us dissuade you. That can be a very romantic dinner. Right. Well, and I, I think it was also just the fact that you always, all those places were always such a long wait on Valentine's Day. And I mean, as we moved forward in our relationship, we would generally decide together. I don't think I ever thought, okay, Kevin, you better plan this thing out for us. I don't think that was ever a thing for me. Now, now, here's something that you need to know about Caroline. If we haven't already talked about this or you haven't heard any on any other po podcast, or at least the one other one that we did together, uh, the one thing is, is she is loaded with grace. <laughs> and she knows better than uh, to just trust memory. Because, hey, things happen. Your, your brain forgets. It's not intentional. So don't, you know... Love keeps no record of wrongs. If your mm -hmm. husband, boyfriend, fiance typically forgets these kind of things, it just means there's stuff in his brain, not that he doesn't love you. So she has a lot of grace for that. Meanwhile, she'll also go, my birthday's in a week. Hey, <laughs> Valentine's Day is in a week. I'm so excited. And and then we, we sometimes we plan stuff. Sometimes we wing it. But it's always the two of us together. Two become one flesh. We either plan or we improvise. Well, together. and we used to do, I would say we used to do gifts early on. I remember the first year we were married, you got me a ring from Tiffany's. Not like <laughs> a diamond one, a, 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 just a sterling <laughs> silver one. That's open a heart, heart, an open heart. And still on my finger today. I literally basically haven't taken it off since then. So <laughs> that's been on my finger almost as long as my wedding ring. I thought that that was so sweet. And he got that for me and he hit it very sweetly in 
a room in our house and I found it and that was just very sweet and he's done flowers and he's brought candy to me and I've brought bought him special chocolates because chocolate is his absolute mm, favorite yum, thing yum. to eat in the world he barely goes a day without having chocolate in our entire and the entire time I've known him. So we've we've kind of done both of those things. I think as the years have come on, you know, we kind of have leaned more towards spending our money on experiences and that goes across the board from not just Valentine's Day, but birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas, we generally spend our money on experiences. Now, not that those things aren't special. Christmas is special. Birthdays are special. Anniversaries are special. Uh, Valentine's Day is special. But we choose to celebrate each other way more frequently than that, which yes. doesn't lessen the specialness of those days. It just lessens the requirement for a grand gesture. Right. Now, I have to say, one of the most memorable Valentine's Days is actually uh, the year after we started dating, 2001. So we'd been dating almost a year at that point. And I was in a car accident the day before Valentine's Day. I was in a 42-car pileup, and my family lived behind the backup, so it would have taken them hours to get me. So... Kevin lived in the right location where he was able to kind of come from the other direction and get me really quickly. Now, I wasn't taken by ambulance, but my back was pretty messed up. And I was grateful because at the time, I didn't have a cell phone. Now, we, we, didn't, have cell we didn't have cell phones. He had a pager and I used to page him and I had this cute little card that he gave me that gave you, little okay, codes, yeah, if you put this code in, it says, I love you. And if you put this code in, it says, miss you. And if you put this code in, it says, call me. And so I used to page him. I didn't have a cell phone, but I was grateful because the guy who she actually, was in the car accident. yeah, the so guy let who, her borrow a cell yeah, phone. they let me borrow the cell phone. So I called Kevin from this guy's cell phone on the side of the road and he was just about to leave his house. I so, was already out the door. Yep. And it, I, I thought, crossed my mind as I heard the phone ring, do I stay, do I go, do I to pick the, the phone? And so something told me to pick up the phone, to go back in the house, pick up the phone. And he went and I said, hey babe, I was just in a car accident. And he was like, oh my gosh, I almost just left to go to the hardware store. I almost didn't come back and answer the phone. And so the next day was Valentine's Day. We had an audition for Cirque du Lemaire, which was an acrobatic show we ended up doing. I was still injured enough that I actually couldn't do a dang thing for that audition, but I went with my resume and they ended up hiring me. I'd worked for some of the producers of the show before, so they knew me and knew what I could do. And, but that day, Kevin said, today for Valentine's Day, I'm getting us cell phones because I never want you to not be able to get a hold of me. That scared me so bad that I almost mm -hmm. left my house and you were going to be on the side of the road by yourself. And so honestly, that still sticks out to me as one of the most romantic Valentine's gifts ever, which <laughs> your face right now laughing as I'm saying it. <laughs> very romantic. <laughs> but also my practicality are, was very romantic. But that was but that was also he said I always 
this is because I always want you to be able to get a hold of me. And that really made a huge statement to me about what you felt like for us and Absolutely. for the future of us. And those are still the phone numbers we have today. And so honestly, every time I'm using my cell phone, it's like this memory that you you did that for us so that we could always be connected. And so I love that. The only two phone calls I ever get is either my wife or the car warranty people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my God. The car warranty people. And we have lifetime warranties on our cars. So it's like so funny. I'm like, you guys have no idea. Oh man. But yeah, so that was that was actually a gift that I feel like was very significant and has keeps on giving. Um, and not to say that you can't do gifts and that they can't be a cool thing to do. But I think really the point is to be truly thoughtful and celebrate your love and do it in a way that you can spend time together and right. enjoy each other's company. And, and again, this is this is a, a joint effort. So if gifts are, are, are your thing, awesome. Do it up. Uh, in fact, uh, speaking of, of gifts, if you, if you haven't yet done the five love languages mm, yes that is something that you should look up you could yes. look it up on the internet you can get a book the five love languages basically uh, it kind of shows your areas of where you like to receive love and where you like to give love and if you know that about your spouse and they know that about you it helps a ton so if uh, giving gifts and receiving gifts isn't in either of your love languages kind of mm -hmm. like ours then it's yep. not as necessary now if one of you or both of you enjoy receiving gifts absolutely this should be your thing so this is definitely a thing that you communicate about make sure that you know and and you know when we talk about getting married if you're not already married uh yeah well and I will link the five love languages quiz in the show notes as well as the book because it was definitely a helpful thing I know we had a lot of communication before we got married, but once we got married, it's, there's still there's always a need for communication. So you should never think, okay, well, we figured out that this was compatible enough for us until we got right. married, and then now we don't have to ever discuss it again because no, absolutely things grow and change in your life, circumstances change, exactly. um, and so. And this five love languages is really eye-opening because so many times we give how we would want to be loved rather than give to the person how they feel loved. So the five love languages, just as a quick kind of uh, overview. overview of it, is gifts or tokens of affection, quality time together, physical touch, words of affirmation, or acts of service. And it's Dr. Gary Chapman is the person who wrote this book, it kind of put all of this together. And for me, it's quality time together. That is my, probably my biggest love language. So for me, it's really, if Kevin sits down and lets me talk his ear off. And like sitting here and doing this interview. I know. This is definitely hitting all of my <laughs> good love language. I feel very loved for now, this Valentine's Day. <laughs> now, real quickly about me, I, I looked at this list and and uh, if you know anything about Enneagram, I'm a seven. So I looked at this list and, and I had a little FOMO. <laughs> I, I, I either felt like I needed to be all of them or I felt like I shouldn't be any of them <laughs> because I didn't feel like I needed any of that stuff. 
But once I came, once it came down to it, I realized that mine is acts of service. The things that I, the way I show love is also the way I receive love. And it's not always the same for the, for everybody, but for mm-hmm. me, it's always, it is the same. So acts of service, like I like doing things for people. I like doing mm-hmm. things for my wife. If she needs, Hey, could you fix the door? It's a little squeaky. Hey, uh, could you reach this thing on the top shelf? Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, could you run to the grocery store and pick up some milk? Uh, little, absolutely. These are things that I love to do. And adversely, I don't necessarily feel like I need stuff done, but I do feel appreciated when she does things without without me asking. Well, for instance, he might mention, oh man, there's, you know, there was a hole in the pocket of these pants and I love these pants or this button came off my pants. And he might not say, would you please sew that on for me? But he might mention it. And if I hear him mention that that happened and just do it and he comes home from work and I say oh hey babe I fixed that button on your pants it's That's, very much filled oh love man tank. yeah his love tank is like to full or just anything like that in the last year he made a garden at uh, our house and so there were days where he would say can you check the tomatoes to make sure there's no bugs on them to ask me to go pick the ripe ones go pick this and caroline is not an outdoor person i'm not yeah i don't (laughs) like dirt you guys i don't know if you know this about me but i don't like the dirt so for her Um, to go out and check the tomatoes especially since i don't like tomatoes and i actually planted them for her yeah (laughs) that was that was hard for me but but i know it fills his love tank and so these are things to keep in mind that for me if we never discussed it he might never feel loved if I didn't recognize that I needed to show him love in another type of way. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't feel it in other ways. I love physical touch, words of affirmation as well, but but those are not my strongest ones. My strongest one is definitely quality time mm-hmm. together and his is definitely acts of service. So I would definitely, as a first thing, if you've never done this, I would say take this quiz with your spouse or your significant other, your fiance, and find out what your love languages are and talk about it and talk about how you feel loved, how you give love and take note of it. And then you can also really recognize when your spouse is doing something to show you love because you might miss it if you don't realize that's the way they show love. You might miss it, but well, if you know it, then... absolutely. And if you only give love the way you receive it, and that's not their <laughs> love language, then yeah. you're gonna be missing the mark every time. Yep, exactly. You you might make them happy once in a while, but yeah, they they need those uh, those things fulfilled. Even if even if they've never taken the love languages test and don't even know. But that's what's great about having these resources. Exactly. You know, and realistically, the best person that we've learned love from is Jesus and how he came down to die for our sins and become like us and deal with all the human craziness that we all deal with and to be our savior. And he gave us the best example and he was selfless and he showed love how people felt love. And we can see that all throughout scripture. Hey guys, I'm here with my hubby. And as you know, we are super passionate about equipping people to thrive in marriage. One of the best ways you can do that is by having premarital counseling. 
We did it and it was super helpful in learning how to communicate and dive into subjects that should be discussed before you reach the altar. Many couples are finding it unnecessary or are not plugged into a good church where they can find good counsel in that area or they just think counseling is for couples with problems and that couldn't be further from the truth. We are excited to announce a new project we are working on. We will be offering an online premarital guidance course that you can purchase and access on your schedule. We think everyone should go into marriage with the right tools to thrive and not just survive. We don't have a launch date just yet, but stay tuned to hear more on the podcast, which by the way, will now be airing an episode every week. And now back to the show. All right. So we're going to be getting on with our five tips for a Happy Valentine's Day. Yep. Okay. And we've kind of in this conversation already gone over these things, but we're going to oh, just going give to some clarity. Yeah. Give you some clarity. So I would say the number one thing, communicate your expectations well before the holiday, especially early on in your relationship. I, I think once you kind of establish the way you like things, the way you receive love, then it gets easier as you move through your marriage. Uh, but if you have something specific in mind any given year of your marriage or relationship, then communicate that well in advance and don't expect them to be mind readers. Yeah, because honestly, I think one of the main things I see people feeling disappointed in, and it's depicted in movies, oh, well, he's not going to remember this Valentine's Day, mm -hmm. or there's something about this expectation of not wanting to communicate, but wanting if, things to go a certain way. If and you look for the worst in others, you're sure to find it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that is, this is a really good one so that you just don't have dashed expectations. Like Kevin said at the beginning of this conversation, I always say, hey, it's Valentine's Day coming up. Oh, I'm so excited. What do you want to do? What do you want to do this year? And we already start having conversations about it. Now, that doesn't mean he doesn't also plan a little something extra. He writes me poems. He's written me poems a lot of years, and that is really special to me. And sometimes we won't say that we're going to do any kind of gifts, and then we both turn over in bed in the morning yeah. and say, happy Valentine's Day. And we both have a card in our hand that we got for each other, or he'll have gotten me one of my favorite beers, or I'll have gotten him one of his favorite beers. So sometimes we do a little something like that, but you know, just that communication aspect is really important and really just resist the urge to be prideful and expect your spouse to remember or know exactly what you want. All right. Tip number two, celebrate all year long. This is one of the ones she was saying that I, I kind of brought up earlier is all those little holidays that where you, you, you give gifts or grand gestures or are traditionally societally expected. These things, they're, they're nice. They're nice to do, especially if you don't have this lifelong romance mm -hmm. so so celebrate each other all year long well and because the thing is if you feel all year long that your marriage is strained or struggling or your relationship is strained or struggling and then you get to valentine's day and you put all of your hope into this one day to make you feel loved or even a few days like your birthday your anniversary and valentine's day if you think okay well 
I'm not going to worry about that I don't feel loved all year long because as long as he brings me roses on Valentine's Day, I'm going to be good. You can't live like that. If you are married or you are engaged to be married, this is part of what loving each other is. It's a day in, day out commitment to participate in your marriage throughout the year. And and this doesn't mean that every day is chocolate and roses because that is not... No, it's not um, attainable. It's hugs and kisses and and quality time, spending time with each other and listening uh, when you when you converse and not just staring at your phone or not having your noticing your your love languages. Yeah, observing. Yeah, observing when there is a need to be met and whether or not you can you can meet that need. Well, and it's also paying attention to when your spouse does celebrate it. So. Again, this is kind of where the love languages come in. So uh, celebrate when your spouse does do something that you realize that was romantic. That was absolutely romantic. I remember a year and a half ago, Kevin had a gift card to Home Depot that he had gotten for Christmas or something. And he came home and we had talked about getting handheld vacuum. And he came home, he had bought a handheld vacuum with his with his his Christmas gift card to Home Depot. And it literally, like, it's hurting. It's making me feel a little <laughs> emotional right now. But it was like, babe, that was for you, though. Like, you're supposed to buy tools for but it was, you. But it was still for me. I mean, it's for us. It wasn't like I just gave you a, a handheld. Here you go, honey. Here's a vacuum. Make sure you keep the house clean. And I don't know. Some ladies might be like, like but what? It, it, but it wasn't. It wasn't a gift for you. It was a gift for our home. And for us. And, for and us. that was, and it was so, but it was so selfless of him. And it wasn't Valentine's Day. It wasn't any special day of the year. And it that just, would be, that would be the worst thing, right? Like if I yeah. bought you a, a vacuum. <laughs> what on, is it? Not, hey, not to say that you can't buy your wife a, a, a vacuum on, on Valentine's Day. I mean, your wife wants. might really want a vacuum. That, that's, so you that's better true. check with her. <laughs> But, but sometimes, sometimes when you buy your wife an iron or a vacuum and you give it to her on a romantic day, she's like, well, now I'm supposed to well, do all your chores? Well, that's in Father of the <laughs> yeah. Bride. He has that scene with his daughter where, uh, with his son-in-law. Mm-hmm. She's like, Daddy, the wedding's off. And so he goes and sees his son-in-law to be. And he's like, what happened? And he's like, I gave her a wedding gift. And he's like, what did you give her? She, he goes, a blender? And he's like, she didn't like it? And he goes, I don't know. She just started crying. <laughs> you know? But she maybe expect she just kind of read into the gift, and they didn't really have a discussion about it. And in her mind, she didn't know if that meant he was going to let her do the things she was passionate about or what he expected. And really, and so her dad goes back to her, and, you know, and says, Steve Martin, and he says, honey, he really loves you. He's really amazing. He got you a blender. It doesn't mean anything. He just thought maybe you might want to blend something one day. I mean, ladies, come on. I mean, you have to realize that guys are not that bright or gifted <laughs> romantically. We're, this I didn't say that. Oh, no, like in traditionally, societally, realistically, uh, uh, Guys struggle with this, and and what you think uh, should be romantic to you, well, hey, that goes back to our number one. You need to communicate that. Yeah. You need to communicate yeah. needs versus wants, and what any given 
celebratory day in your year where those gifts apply, where the, your, mm-hmm. your needs versus, versus well, wants. And here's the thing. We've had years where we've had not a ton of money or not a ton of time or, you know, things that were made it very difficult for us to maybe do something big and grandiose or something that we might like to do. But because we celebrate all year long, because we take time in our weeks to sit down and have conversation with each other and we prioritize and we, we make hard, we say no to things because we say, well, no, we, we'd love to go do that with you guys, but that's our only day this week to hang out together or our only evening to hang out together. So we're going to say no to this extracurricular thing. And that goes into celebrating all year long. It's prioritizing your marriage all year long. And then if Valentine's Day can't be what you are comparing it to with yeah. I mean, what it is in your head. often falls on a weekday and you got to work. So yep. automatically it, then it, it, it relegates it to only an evening event. Uh, and then you have to try and fit a whole day of, of cuddles and quality time into a couple hours of your evening. Exactly. And, you know, it's just more about consistent thoughtfulness throughout the year. And then it will be, it won't be disappointing. Valentine's day won't have so much expectation surrounding it that you're going to be so disappointed and feel unloved. Let's move on to number three. I'm going to say, don't compare your marriage and Valentine's traditions. To, okay, to others, to others, or yes. to, or to what or to what you see on a Hallmark Channel, or or <laughs> yeah. hey, they got a lot of great romantic ideas. Yeah, but again, like the five love languages, say they're they're not necessarily meant for everyone. Yeah, and the thing is, is I think you could look at somebody on on Instagram or Facebook or on Hallmark channel. And you might think, Oh wow, that looks so romantic. I wish my husband would do that. Well, even car commercials, a car commercial with a big bow on it. Oh my gosh. Like how many people are going to be able to afford to be able to buy their spouse a car? Hey, that person got a car. How come I didn't get a car? Right. And so be realistic with what your marriage and what your life looks like. If you, have little children at home, you're probably not going to take a week vacation to Bali <laughs> and you shouldn't expect it. I mean, like these are the, we're things. not parents, but I yeah. think it's probably a good bet, but it's an example where maybe, maybe you or your spouse just started a new job and maybe they can't take Valentine's day off and you just need to have a quiet dinner at home. We've actually had uh, several years where we were working or you were working or whatever. And we decided, you know what? It's so expensive to go out on Valentine's Day. Often Valentine's dinners are more expensive on Valentine's Day than going out to dinner on a different day. So I think that if you are... <laughs> in the lines. Yeah, in the lines. Like we said that we waited like three hours a lot before. Of, a lot of, in case you haven't figured this out yet, a lot of restaurants do not offer reservations on, on Valentine's. And if you wait to the last second and you head out at dinner time, you're going to be waiting a while. Yeah. And so there's been years that we've said, you know what? Let's get, let's get, I've gotten steak, lobster. Now we cook and we like to cook. So we'll go get steak and lobster and a nice bottle of wine. And it's, 
you know, less than half of what a dinner would cost out to go to the grocery store and buy it and light some candles, chat, watch a fun romantic comedy mm -hmm. together and call it an evening, enjoy mm -hmm. your time together. But I think it's definitely important to just remember who you and your spouse are together and what you like, because comparison is the stealer of joy. And we have to be so careful. And this goes for your marriage all year long. I mean, you could be really discontent in your marriage if you are continually looking over at the person next to you. Absolutely. You know, you look at and look for the good in your spouse. Talk to your spouse. Tell your spouse what you, you need. And also ask your spouse what they need. Give them what they need. So you see somebody do a reel or a TikTok where their husband or boyfriend fills their entire house with roses and you walk in the door and, you know, your husband barely remembers you had reservations tonight for dinner. And that might make you feel a little bit not loved, but only because you looked at the TikTok where the girl has right. a million roses. Maybe he he did something else. He took your car to the, the dealer and got your oil changed and got your car washed for you today. Right. Look at that as romantic. So look for those things and try not to compare to what other people are and getting. Don't forget, you can always drop hints. They make a thing called post-it notes. Post-it notes are Oh, nice. for those of you who uh, are, are strictly cell phone users, post-it notes are these little pieces of paper <laughs> with sticky bags yep. and you can put them pretty much anywhere. I put a little note on uh, the, the passenger side oh, mirror, visor mirror in the what? car. This was so incredible. Okay, so I had no idea that he did this. I had a dear friend of mine who I have known since childhood. Her great grandmother had passed away. And so I came out to the funeral to be with her. And she jumped in my car with me. And we were headed to the gravesite. And she actually opened the passenger visor to look at her lipstick in the mirror and she goes oh my gosh that's so sweet and I was like what and she goes there's a post-it note here that says you are beautiful and I was like oh Kevin did that one for me that is so sweet but, but not just little love notes it can also be little hints uh, and, and, you know, little hints, uh, you could be subtle, you can be grand with your hints, but then it just seems a little too needy. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the important thing is, is to realize what truly, what truly surrounds around your lives and your livelihood and your love. If you've ever watched the movie Valentine's Day, I really love this movie. Uh, it has Ashton Kutcher, Jen Lopez. George Lopez, Jennifer Garner. It's a Gary Marshall film. And it is just, it, it's an incredible, incredible movie. But in it, I love the scene. George Lopez and his wife are, so George Lopez works for Ashton Kutcher at a flower shop. And all day long, he's helping Ashton Kutcher deliver flowers. And George Lopez has a few kids and his wife and it's nearing the end of the day and Ashton Kutcher is dropping him off and, and Ashton Kutcher says to him something about being uh, my best friend or something. And he goes, no, nah, you're not my best friend. And he's like, 
he's like, you're my, you're my man, but you're not my best friend. He goes, she's my best friend. And he says, good night, happy Valentine's day. And he gets out and they show this montage of Valentine's and it shows him and his wife in, in the, on their kids swing set. Yeah. Drinking a glass of wine together and yeah. chatting. And that to me is such a beautiful thing of not comparing or not, you know, and what is George Lopez says in the movie, he says, for some people, love is it. Love isn't realized unless, unless, unless other people see it. Unless other people see it. So it was receiving flowers at a workplace. Right. And somebody was wondering why that needed to happen. And, and hey, that's part of the love language. Mm-hmm. If you need it to be big. I don't know that we're necessarily that way. There were things that we did up that were really big, like, when I proposed and, mm-hmm. and things yeah. like that. So we need to do a whole, we'll, we'll do a whole episode. We'll, we'll touch on that another time. Yeah. But uh, there are things and, and other people do, do marriage proposals really subtly and romantically and sweetly. And it doesn't mean that my big grandiose gesture was any better. I'm like, I, anyway, I'll, I'll we'll get to that later. Yeah. I, 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 I says- missed a very uh, important part of that. <laughs> That I beat me myself up for 20 years later. But Kev always says, you know, anybody anybody can make a great proposal to the woman that they love. They just have to know her. And this kind of goes along with this number three thing of do not compare yourself. Yeah. Know, each other know each other and know what each other loves. Yeah. Okay. Number four. Be open to doing something unconventional. Yes. Now, when we say be open to it, that now again, still boils down to love languages. So if you like tradition and conventional, if you like the box of chocolates and the card, this again goes back to number one of communicating that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes life doesn't work out the way you expect and you have to improvise. Mm-hmm. Maybe the restaurant Closed the day before Valentine's Day, and or maybe you couldn't get anymore. a reservation. Maybe you couldn't get a reservation. Maybe the maybe the flower shop burned down, which actually maybe happened your to me husband once got time. called into work, and yeah. you can't now. You can't go to dinner, and you have to go to breakfast instead. Right, or you might have to do it. Yeah, exactly. Breakfast the next day. For those of you that really truly love tradition, we are not knocking you. My wife nope. loves tradition. Love tradition uh, in certain aspects, and and a lot of holidays. Thanksgiving, Christmas, we try to meet a lot of those traditions that she holds on to, which is absolutely fine. So, but uh, again, yeah, look for uh, the opportunities sometimes and be open to doing something unconventional. One thing, we love to go to craft breweries together. So we like craft beer. We uh, are not knocking anyone who Mm -hmm. likes cheap beer. But that is something that we really enjoy and we really enjoy the search and we like to support small businesses. Mm -hmm. And so to us, that is a really special thing that we do when we're home and when we're on the road. And so honestly, for me, going to a brewery would be a very romantic thing to do on Valentine's Day. Now, that being said, that might not be the same for every woman or even every man. But, you know, Mm -hmm. think about doing something unconventional, rent a bike and ride your bike by the beach have a glass of wine on your kid's swing set in the backyard i mean be and, open and if you're if you're a guy you know be open to seeing a, a cheesy uh hallmark movie or or an old romantic black and white film be, and, be open to something women that, that your wife would like 
if your husband has been talking about he wants to go see a, an action movie that's out, go see it with him. Go see it with him. And even on Valentine's Day. And you know what? Those are things that are selfless. And that is, again, how Jesus displayed love for us is to put the other person's needs above our own needs. And in doing that, we are trusting God with this union that we have and saying, Lord, I'm going to put my spouse first because this is what you've put out for me to do. And I'm going to trust that you're going to take care of me too. And I have to say over the years with, and we've been married nearly this coming September will be uh, 20 years for us being married. And so we've had a lot of communication. We've had a lot of miscommunication in that time. (laughs) and um, It's unavoidable, people. I'm sorry. But that's good because, honestly, it's better. Miscommunication is an opportunity to communicate. Yes. And that is is so good. (laughs) That is so good. Um, Miscommunication is an opportunity to communicate. And that is so good. I heard. I can't um, say I don't get heated when I get upset because there was a miscommunication. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's just you, you got to settle down and think about it and realize that there's nobody at fault. And even if there is, I mean, you got to be able to let it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so communicate. Yep, And just, you know, and the unconventional thing, not getting your head and heart set so much on one thing all year long. As long as I get this one thing on this day, that's the only thing that's going to make me happy because if you do that, if you think, well, I'm only going to be happy if this, you know, if my husband orders me the heart-shaped pizza from Pizza Hut and we drink this wine or whatever, maybe there will be years where that won't be available. Just be open. Or maybe last year you went to the restaurant you wanted to go to. Ask your husband this year, what do you want to do on Valentine's Day? And if he goes, there's a baseball game on Valentine's Day. Do they play baseball during Valentine's Day? I don't <laughs> no, even no, know. No, no. Are we done with baseball season? Okay. It, it has a spring training. I'm is about not to... a sports person, so I have no idea when <laughs> spring training happen. is about to begin. Oh, it's like football right now, right? <laughs> it, it, well, because yeah, we're going to be in Valentine's this, Day yeah. is always very close to Super Bowl. Right, so right. It's it, just after Super Bowl. Right, right. So, okay. Anyway, whatever it may be, or there's a fight on, or I'd love to go down to the Irish pub and watch this fight, and I'd love you to come with me. If that's what your husband wants to do, go on, do on it. On TV, preferably a fight on TV, not a fight in the club, in the pub. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, and it, it shouldn't be between the two of you. No, <laughs> no, no, preferably not. Oh, man. Okay, moving on to number five. And we've kind of is already... Is it number five or is it number one? Um, so realistically, yeah. what it says is Valentine's Day is not just for one. Yes. Ultimately, we should open with that. Valentine's Day is not just for one. It takes two to have romance. Uh, so you wouldn't even have any of the other things. You wouldn't have the ability to communicate, being our current number one, mm-hmm. if you were... All by yourself. I mean, you can communicate with God, which you can do all the time, anytime, by yourself. But as far as mm-hmm. Valentine's Day, uh, with this this particular podcast, it's about celebrating Valentine's Day, celebrating as, your as, love as a couple, 
So for anybody that's single out there, this uh, this uh, isn't necessarily pertaining to you. No, we but wish this you is the a best. Good... We pray for your future spouse. Yep, but this is good wisdom for you to listen to and hear. And I think too, I, I mean, even stepping into relationships and dating people and whatnot, um, you know, I think you can find some of these tips really helpful. Definitely, you've missed the point if you're thinking about yourself. Now, if you're single, go treat yourself on Valentine's sure. Day. Get the get the extra grunt, the, the Trenta uh, mocha job. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> get yeah. something fun. Enjoy the movie you yeah. want to see. Awesome. Yeah. For those of you that are, are married or, or dating or soon to be married, just really you want to share your love. You want to mm-hmm. be romantic with each other and you shouldn't be just expecting that the other person is going to do it all for you. Yep. And, and, and societally in, in the past, uh, I'm going to say it's women who expect the man right. to produce on Valentine's day. Uh, but there is, there is a, a funny thing that a friend of ours said one time. <laughs> can we say this on there? I don't know if we can say this. If, if your kids are listening, make them cover their ears yeah. at this point. La, 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 yeah. la, la. Um, but uh, there was a song that she sang, and it was, What day is today? Steak and a <laughs> day. <laughs> so, I mean, there is a certain, yeah, that maybe, I don't know, some men also have expectations as right. well. If I do this, then you do this. Yeah. So, but here's the thing is, but I do think that a lot of women have huge expectation and because men more generally don't expect the traditional society. They don't expect things. to be wooed. They don't expect to right. be romanced. They do kind of expect Which, the intimacy, the physical intimacy. intimacy. Yeah. And they know that women like the wooing and the romancing now, and the romantic gestures. So, yeah. Now, therein lies the, the issue. Right. And here's the thing. There's, and we should probably do a whole episode on intimacy which we probably will do down the road. Um, But we won't say there's a certain amount of time you should be intimate with your spouse every month or every week or whatever. But if it's been a long time since you've been intimate, then you might need to have some communication together about it because it's a very important part of marriage and of love and honest, quite honestly, it is the biggest battle you can do against spiritual warfare that comes against your marriage because God created it to make the two one. And when every single time that you participate in that together, that is just fending off the enemy from your marriage. And so if you can you know, visualize the fact that it is like doing battle for your marriage and it's an enjoyable battle for your marriage. (laughs) Also, women don't, don't think of the societal norm that says he always wants it and I don't want it. And that sort of a thing. Don't withhold it from him. The Bible is really clear about that. Uh, not holding that from each other. Again, we aren't going to go super deep into that, but 
uh, it should be brought up for Valentine's Day because, you know, I know that that can be a sore subject at Valentine's Day. It can be an expectation at Valentine's Day. It could be a disappointment, mm-hmm. likely on both on both well, sides. Well, and you, and you have to think about it, too. It, Valentine's Day is about love and the enemy, Satan. Yeah. He wants to destroy love. And so he'll look for any way in your day, your week before Valentine's Day, your day that he's mm-hmm. going to find a way to try and get in there and be, make you dissatisfied with one another mm-hmm. to where by the end of the day, when you're finally getting into the bedroom, if you're already upset at each other because you you were starving, you didn't get into the restaurant until a couple hours after you were hoping to get in. And and then you had some funky conversation at the dinner, and the now, server was yeah overcharged so, you. So all whatever. these things can can build up to where once you get home and you're you were originally hoping at that point you would be romantic. Now one or both of you is not in the mood, and Satan has done exactly what he set out to do. Yeah, yeah. So you know, just be aware of that. Just be on your guard and know that that is that's an important part of celebrating your love. And like we said before, all year long. So uh, just make sure that's a huge part of your day in day out marriage practice. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this concept that Valentine's Day is not just for one. Going to see an action movie with your husband or going to see a gushy romantic movie with your wife is something you are not willing to do, you might need a heart check. Yeah. Because this should be, you should be willing to give and want to do things together and want to do things the other person enjoys doing. Just have a little heart check. If you feel this is the case, maybe Valentine's Day after you're frustrated that one or two of these things didn't happen uh, your way or things didn't go your way, make sure when you sit down to have a discussion with your spouse about it, if you if you feel unfulfilled or you feel that things are one-sided in your relationship, make sure you're not hungry or tired when you sit down to talk about it. Make sure you pray about pray. it. Pray. Pray. Pray prior to even approaching your spouse about wanting to talk about something. And then pray together. And then pray together oh. when you finally come together to talk mm-hmm. about it and say, hey, can we pray before we start this conversation? And another thing that I've heard actually, so uh, Jamie Bailey is going to be my next guest on the podcast. And her and her husband have a really great uh, podcast true. called expedition marriage and they have a podcast and they wrote a really great premarital devotional book that's also good for uh those uh, who are newlyweds and those who are newlywed wannabes they've said recently let your spouse know you want to talk about something and give them some time to kind of get ready for it if you spring something on your spouse especially at a moment where they're hungry or tired. It's really not a good idea and you're not going to get a good result. No. So no, they're just, gonna feel attacked. Yeah. And so even, and you know, shut down. like they said on their podcast recently, just, Hey, you know, I, I, there's something I'd really love to discuss. Can we talk about it this week sometime? Give them that, give them a, 
you know, a little bit of time so that you're not just springing it on them so they don't feel just overwhelmed and like Kev said, attacked. I do want to just, because it is Valentine's Day, I would love to read 1 Corinthians 13. And I love the New Living Translation. 1 Corinthians 13 is known as the love chapter. So here is just a little piece of that. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. Is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Every circumstance. And another thing that we would recommend if you're married is Song of Solomon. If you have never read (laughs) through Song of Solomon... Uh, the book, I would definitely read it. Here's a couple of verses from Song of Solomon uh, that we actually have over our nightstands Mm -hmm. in our bedroom. Song uh, of Solomon 2.16, I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. Song of Solomon 3.4, I've found the one whom my soul loves. And uh, I love how the beginning of Song of Solomon starts out says, kiss me and kiss me again, for your love is sweeter than wine. How pleasing is your fragrance. Your name is like the spreading fragrance of scented oils. No wonder all the young women love you. Take me with you. Come, let's run. The king has brought me into his bedroom. So you can just know (laughs) that if you've never read that out loud with your spouse, you know, and obviously that's, this is not a family Bible time uh, (laughs) book to read, Uh, but I would really recommend reading Song of Solomon or portions of it together. And most Bibles will depict which is the man and which is the woman's words. And so I would read them that way and read them that way to each other and just be ready because it can get pretty hot and steamy song of Solomon. But that is another really sweet thing, you know, do with your spouse on Valentine's day and throughout the year to just keep your love of being celebrated. Now, this year for us, we are in flux. <laughs> Life has been very crazy at it's, the moment uh, that we're recording yeah, this. It's been a, a bi-coastal four, five month long transition period that we mm-hmm. don't know when the end of that transition is. Yes. And so we literally at this moment do not know what our Valentine's Day is going to look like in tonight. Yeah, we what don't coast know. We'll be on. Yeah, we don't know what city, what state we're going to be in. And we were literally just discussing. And I and tonight we went we went out today uh, and spent the day together before we came back to record this. And um, we were just discussing, and we listed off. Well, if we're here, maybe we could do this. And if we're here, maybe we could do this. And if we're here, maybe we can do this. But the important thing is that we're discussing it, and at some point we'll celebrate our love. Oh, and one thing that we didn't bring up, which I want to just uh, throw this in there, be willing to celebrate it on a different day. If well, I, I did kind of touch on that brief, really briefly. Yeah. 
in the unconventional portion. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, you you said you'll be willing to do breakfast instead of dinner, and I said, or even the next day. So uh, right, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, birthdays, anniversaries, mm-hmm. uh, even. Christmas, yeah, this you, is a good rule of thumb for all of that. And a lot of times, if, if you if you are already married and you have in laws, then you you already know a lot of uh, a lot of celebrations uh, don't always occur on the day. Maybe you do your your Christmas day in your own home, but on Christmas Eve you spend it with one side of the family, and then another day that week you'll spend it with the other side of the family. So so you already know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just so adopt that, that for. For Valentine's Day, even a romantic day. day, it's it's really not uh, about the day of the week, the day of the year. But it's a great opportunity to take to celebrate your love because that's an important thing to celebrate your love. And so we're just going to go back over each of the five tips. So tip number one: communicate your expectations well before the holiday. Number two, celebrate all year long. All year long. Three, don't compare your marriage and Valentine's traditions to someone else's. Be open to doing something unconventional. And number five, Valentine's Day is not just for one. Now, two hearts become one, two become one flesh. Therefore, man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And that's Genesis 2.24. I love that. Mm -hmm. That is a good concept to keep in mind about marriage. I'm having more interviews this month, all on the topic of love and marriage. And so be sure to tune into all of those because we'll be touching on different subjects and topics that have to do with love and marriage. And I have some really just sweet ladies with some sweethearts on marriage. I just really wanted us to come on and be able to encourage you guys that Valentine's Day doesn't have to be the one day a year that you feel loved. Valentine's Day doesn't have to be stressful or frustrating or disappointing. If you properly communicate with your spouse and celebrate your love all year long. And if you know how one another receives love. And gives love. And gives love. Then you're likely to be a heck of a lot less disappointed Mm -hmm. than if you just expect your spouse to know what you're thinking. Or don't discuss it before leading up to it. Just remember, love keeps no record of wrongs. So... If your Valentine's Day does not go well for one reason or another, for maybe you didn't hear this podcast till afterwards and you failed at a couple of the tips and uh, or someone else failed at a couple of these tips <laughs> and you get to the end of your day and, and things just did not go well, just do not take it out on each other. Try to communicate about what went wrong and what your desires are for the future. and. Do not bring it up in years that follow. Let it go. That is 
perfect and beautifully said, babe. I love that. That is a perfect way to end this episode. And I also, I don't always do this every episode, but I would just like to end this episode with a prayer. And we are just going to pray over the marriages of anybody listening to this podcast. Will you open us up, babe? I will. Uh, Lord God, thank you for being the center of our marriage. Lord, thank you for my wife's ministry and podcast and the ability to reach others. And we pray that whoever's listening and uh, uh, taking this in uh, consideration of their own relationships and marriages, Lord, we pray for them and their marriage. And uh, we pray for marriage in general in the United mm -hmm. States, Lord. Uh, we, we don't want this to be a losing battle where Satan is looking to bring down love and uh, we pray that uh, uh, your love sustains uh, marriage in the United States and around the world, Lord. And we pray for every married couple that uh, listen to this podcast, podcast Lord, that, uh, that you just strengthen their marriage. We pray that everyone looks to you to be the center of their relationship and we pray for everyone to have a, a romantic and fun uh, Valentine's Day. Lord, I just want to second everything that my sweet hubby prayed for. Lord, we just lift up every person listening to this podcast. I lift up every marriage that is hurting, that every marriage that feels lonely, Lord, every marriage that is going through a transition or a hard time or anything that is causing them to feel strife, Lord, we just pray that you would give them the tools, that they would take these tools to be able to enrich their marriage, Lord. I pray that your word and your heart for marriage would be opened up to their hearts and their minds. And I just pray for restoration over all the marriages that are represented in the listeners of this podcast. And Lord, we pray for those who might be listening who are not married yet, or who would like to be married. And Lord, we pray mm -hmm. for their future spouses. And we pray that you would just guide them to the person that they're meant to be with. Lord, we just give this to you. And we thank you for this podcast and the ability to be able to do this together. Thank you for our marriage. And uh, Lord, we just ask that you help us to be humble and to just honor and follow you. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Uh, that is it for this marriage podcast about Valentine's Day and these five tips. I hope it encouraged you. Hubby, thank you for being on the podcast with thank me today. Thank you for having me. It was such a joy to have you with me today. It was nice to be had. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> have a happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And God bless you. God bless you all. Okay, friends, that's it for today. I'm truly grateful you joined us. If you think others would be encouraged by this episode, you can easily share it by taking a screenshot and adding it to your stories or feed. You can also text it to a friend. New episodes are available every Friday. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch them all. You can find and interact with me on Facebook and Instagram at Married Rogers Neighborhood, as well as my website, which I linked in the show notes. If you enjoyed the show today, I would so appreciate if you could take a second to rate and give a five-star review. It helps more people find it, which makes a huge difference for me and the podcast. Just remember, we are in this together. God loves you, and you are not alone. See you next time.